0: Welcome to Fire & Soul. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, former TV retail host turned digital CEO of a seven-figure coaching and training business. Fire & Soul is a weekly dose of personal and professional principles to help you take inspired action from an awakened soul for epically aligned results. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered and transformational podcast. I believe the universe rewards the brave, and that I'm here to awaken you to your infinite potential with less hustle, grit and grind, more ease, grace, and flow. You ready? Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to Fire and Soul. I'm so grateful that you're here today. I'm honored by my two guests. They are incredibly special, sacred women to me. Into our team, into our mission. So I'll introduce them in a second, but I just want you to know that our topic, what topsoil and entrepreneurship have in common, is really special because it allows us to see entrepreneurship and stepping into our power and our infinite possibility through the lens of the creative process and so we're going to talk a lot about that and how it intertwines with actually a special mission that might be on shanty and and don's heart that i'll let them reveal if they choose that could be coming out later this year but without further ado i want to introduce you to miss shanty zach and don petron welcome to the show and so happy to have you here
1: Thank you. Oh, so happy to be here so excited
0: It's so funny when you have like three people on the call, it's like, wait, who talks first? This is a free-for-all. We're just going to act like we're in my living room, we're sipping some hot tea, and we're hanging out. Shanti, I want to do a quick intro on you, although it's impossible to capture in just a few sentences, but I'll try my best. And then if you wouldn't mind making a quick intro on Dawn, how about that, a domino effect?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Cool. So... Shanti Zach, you may have heard her name because she is the quiz creator to the stars. I'm talking my personal mentor, Miss Amy Porterfield. You all listen to and learn from Jenna Kutcher. Rick Mulready, Entrepreneurs on Fire. The list goes on and on. Of course, ours truly. I say ours because it's myself and Miss Ginny of the podcast Accelerator. And you guys have loved that quiz and we're so excited. So that's the genius and brilliance, this team behind that. Uh, But Shanti is a quiz funnel strategist and growth teacher that's obsessed with psychology, interactive marketing, and getting brag-worthy results for her students and clients. She believes boring is the enemy, neutral is a death sentence and real talk is the way of the future in her spare time you can find her hanging with her three kiddos learning how to homestead or binge watching chef's table girlfriend I don't know much about cooking but I'm so glad you're here and that you binge that so you can teach us some things welcome to the show so happy I wish I could
1: make you a meal both of you right now let's just have like a virtual version of of that feast Thank you for, for that lovely introduction, and I will domino effect introduce my wing woman extraordinaire, my partner in crime and bestie for life, the one and only Don Petrin, who we were just talking about companion planting before we hit record, which is when you use plants that go really well together and they help each other grow, and it's just this natural symbiosis. So, like, if I were a basil plant, Dawn would be the tomato that is planted beside me and helping me grow, and she is an incredible conversion copywriter, copy editor, um, project manager. She's got a bevy of, like, degrees and and certificates and stuff, but (laughs) none of that matters to me. All I care about is that she's my favorite, and so... So excited
0: you invited both of us. I love that. <laughs> so can I be the buffalo mozzarella to your basil and tomato? <laughs> oh, heck yes. 100%. And Jane,
1: not here, but she can be like the balsamic, just... Mm-hmm.
0: Pour it on. I love it. So, I also want to just share um, very candidly that Dawn and I have developed like the sweet little connection um, off of like business. And Shanti, you're welcome to join the party anytime. You might be a little busy with three kids. Um, but, um, Dawn, you have sent me some of the most incredible meditations. And resources that have really helped me come into my true light, my true power Mm -hmm. in a time when I needed it most, when I think the world is up against a lot with a lot of different narratives happening in mainstream media, behind the scenes, whatever. We're not gonna go there right now, that's not the point. But you have allowed me to come back to a place of epic alignment where I'm just Mm -hmm. like excited about life, excited about my future. And all my companion plants. So you are both definitely my companions on the journey.
2: Well, I'm just going to cry a little bit in happiness from both of you. That's so beautiful. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, we were talking about my bio beforehand. And I just don't like playing that game. So thank you, Chantel. And yeah, Michelle, connecting with you has lit me up a lot too. I think your podcast is so aptly named Fire and Soul. So Thanks for having us on. And yeah, this is my first time on a podcast. So <gasps> um, of course, <laughs> <I'm just laughs> yeah,
0: saying. Yeah. I am just see so, you and Zach Bush or you and Aubrey Marcus and uh, a <laughs> little tripod there. Yeah, yeah, that, yes right Sounds which by the way insane. I didn't even know about those people until Miss Dawn introduced me so oh, I feel man. like I'm opening up into my right most aligned world because of the two of you so thank you thank you thank you which brings us to a conversation that I know we're excited to have what does topsoil and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. have in common before we go there Shanti I'd like to know how you got into this business how did you become the quiz creator to the stars
1: Right. It's super <laughs> random, very difficult job description to explain to strangers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started a food blog. That was my first foray into the digital world. And that was when my son, who's now seven, was a newborn, started this blog. It was like all paleo recipes. I thought I would, you know, be making six figures a month. In no time. And (laughs) lo and behold, it was a little bit tough to monetize. I I keep saying, like, it'd be interesting to start a food blog today Mm -hmm. with what I know now and try and monetize it. But, you know, like you said, three kids, not going to happen anytime soon. But I eventually started writing for other people, using that as my sort of portfolio of sorts and wrote lots of content for a while and then made the jump into copywriting when I realized like this skill is so valued and it's a lot more complex and interesting in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. because there's this elements of of psychology and persuasion that come into play and um quizzes so funny you know panache you've had him on your show so I worked full-time with Tanash for a year and did a quiz for him that was the first quiz I ever created and like it was just like we got so many leads it was wild and when I left I asked myself if I could replicate that for other industries and other types of businesses and the answer is yes I've done quizzes in all sorts of industries and gotten stellar results in many different realms that don't have a whole lot in common, aside from the fact that their people don't want to feel like they all belong in the same box. So it's about giving people that custom strategy, meeting them where they're at, connecting with them on that personal level. So you're speaking to who they are. And that's really powerful. So that just sort of snowballed and grew and I started teaching it to entrepreneurs again in all all different industries and building an amazing team which Dawn is like a superstar and I'm so grateful for her because she also speaks the language of quizzes and what I like to call interactive empathy marketing and that is an ecosystem that you know the quiz is a part of it there's so much more so the topsoil we could we could go there now I think because that's a big
0: wonderful (laughs) I love hearing that story and you know I, I had temporarily forgotten about the connection with Panash Desai you know he was my mentor all of last year and He's still so special to me, but I got to work with him one-on-one for a whole year. And and I do remember you talking about creating that quiz for him, which yeah, at the time was way more important than like the other people who had taught me how to grow a multiple six-figure coaching business from their podcast. Hi, Amy Porterfield. She's never met me or heard of me, but (laughs) I helped me so much. But I remember how I first got introduced to her. And one of the ways, a touch point was a quiz. Mm -hmm. I took her quiz and I was like... (gasps) I think it was, you probably remember, it's like, what digital course, like, program will be best for you? It was like spotlight, signature, or something else. I know you were, and I was like, I know which one I do, and it's like, I got my identity, and then it was just like, I could really focus in, I felt seen, I felt understood, I felt heard, which is totally relatable to entrepreneurship and the way in which you approach it, this topsoil and entrepreneurship thing of, like, the commonality, which is... Meeting everyone right where they are and really honoring their uniqueness and creating that legacy in action, right? By planting the seeds of possibility and potential, but not necessarily comparing yourself to someone else. But I want you to talk about it in your own words because you are not only a gifted writer, both of you, but you're so eloquent. I just, I'm like, just talk Shanti, just, just <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> you're so sweet. I don't feel very eloquent most of the time. Writing is much easier for me <laughs> than speaking, <laughs> but I am really passionate about this idea of the entrepreneurial ecosystem. And like, what does that mean? Because I think we've often heard that thrown around in marketing, that it's an ecosystem that everything's connected, you know, like you can't just have an amazing Instagram feed. If that's all you've got, then you don't have a business. There's so many pieces of that puzzle. Right. But how can we simplify it Mm. even more like this? And break it down really this idea of the ecosystem that you're building so I like to look at it as have you seen like the diagrams of finding your ikigai no oh, you ever seen those like four circles overlaying each other and ikigai is in the middle that's like the Japanese word for your vocation what you're meant to be doing with your life so But I have a little bit of a different structure. So the sun is at the very top. The sun is responsible for 80% of the energy within an ecosystem. So what do you think that the sun represents in your business?
0: I think it would be me. Yeah. Right? Is that a a trick question? No, okay. you're totally right. Yeah, it's not my blueprint, not my podcast, it's not my you know cute pup um, no. <laughs> that I highlight on my Instagram feed. It's me. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, it's, it's your
1: vision. It's your. Ooh, it's who 80%. you are. It's you, like showing up every single day, putting in the work and the passion, and being your best self, so that you can illuminate your entire business and light up other people's lives who come into your world yes. and activate the potential of seeds. Yes. Your seeds are your leads. Those are your, all the human beings who come to you and they all have the inherent potential to grow into something beautiful. Hmm. They, they look like just a seed, but when you activate them with sun and soil and water, then they can grow. they they can bloom. And you as the visionary, there's so much that goes into that, right? And I think you address this a lot in your incredible content that you're putting out there, like Mm -hmm. knowing your why, being aligned with what you want to create in the world, taking care of yourself, being gentle with yourself as you move through the seasons Mm -hmm. of your business because it's not always gonna be harvest time right sometimes you've got to lay fallow and the skies are dark and rainy and it's hard but that's just part of the process
0: so that's one part of the the ecosystem I love it and it's so important for anyone listening that I know we have a lot of aspiring or just newly emerging seeds they're coming out of the soil right or they the seeds have been planted like i have this vision i want to do it but like gosh dang it like digging it up right like where are you growth where are you oak tree um and we don't give ourselves time or presence around what season it is so if we're the sun then sometimes we have to look at like also what season are we in Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. we are in winter like emotionally physiologically. uh what am i trying to say With our physiology, I'm currently in winter, even though it looks like almost summer, but it's like, she was in the cave, the bear cave, like the den, like eating and preparing. Um, That's where I am. But I want to say something to that. So when, because a lot of my listeners have heard my PTSD, former story, I don't own that anymore, no more language on that. But with our podcast accelerator launch, nothing to do with you guys. We just, it was just, it was just a stressful time. Winter was here. The storms were in, the tornadoes were in, the tsunami was coming. But that's when I'll never forget, Dawn, you reached out and you were like, hey, so I think it was like, I'm catching some vibes. How can I serve? Right? Like you knew that we had three webinars back to back to back. You knew we had all these emails that you had helped to absolutely co-create that were so incredible. Our email open rate was super high. Like people loved the emails. They write back and be like, I love the way it was all your tone, but you caught our voice. You caught essence of our son. So thank you for that. But I remember you just saying, like, basically metaphorically, there's a big old storm going on right (laughs) now. So let's just chunk this down. And what's the most important thing that we can focus on in this moment? And how can I help you get through this storm? I just want to share that because that was a powerful day. We were on for a couple of hours on a Zoom. Mm -hmm. You made yourself available on the weekend. And that for me was like the companionship planting thing that we're talking Mm -hmm. about here. It's Mm -hmm. like allowing ourselves to know we're not alone Mm -hmm. and to receive the gifts. Of help. Yeah. You were that for me, Don.
2: Uh well, I'm glad. And I had a great time doing that with you. So that was a great Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, and I actually think this starts speaking to the idea of topsoil because like the truth is like in general on this earth, topsoil is depleted and we need to be caring for it. And I think as entrepreneurs or like I was an entrepreneur and then I joined Shanti instead. And I think that's part of it, like to be able to like work within a rich soil but actually enrich it as well so like this past weekend I was over at Chantel's house and I want to help with the garden but I don't live there right so I just barefoot shoveled chicken manure into like aged chicken manure, but into a <laughs> a wheelbarrow and covered all of the raised gardens that were ready. And we had people helping us pull out the cooch grass that was in there too. Right. And like, sometimes I think like that cooch grass came in over the winter and over a couple mm-hmm. of years of that, like just laying there, not being worked with. And I might go all over the place, but like I wanna talk a little bit about weeds too, because usually weeds show up because they're gonna give the soil back. What's missing. So, a lot of the things that show up in your soil, in your land, in your garden, in your business might be showing you kind of what's missing. And I think, Michelle, that that's a lot of what happened for you. Like that storm showed you, oh, shoot, maybe I need to like spend some time taking a break, like actually caring for myself, like replenishing whatever it is that makes it easier for me to shine. And in the same way, like giving back to your audience, which you do all of the time. But I think that's a lot of like what, like I just came in and shoveled some stuff right onto the garden, right? Just to like give a little bit of nutrients back in so that whatever is growing, whichever seeds are there, even if they're not the right seeds, like even if you've planted like companion planted, things that don't go that well together, they need to have, they have to come up for you to learn like oh yeah it turns out that I mean tomatoes and basil do go well together but it like you know (laughs) it it turns out that these roots are taking up the same space in the soil yeah thank you carrots and beets not gonna work right and like part of the reason that like first of all Shanti is obviously the tomato and I'm the basil, but like part of the reason basil does so well is because with tomatoes is because it's like really delicate. And so like with the shade of the tomato plant, it actually allows the like basil to grow better. So I think that I may have mixed a number of metaphors there, but (laughs) yeah, I think like what we did, Michelle, during that launch was just take a step back, take a moment, figure out like, what systematically was necessary in the soil. And you can look at that by looking at like, maybe like the exhaustion was a weed and it's like, okay, this was, or maybe the the way the webinars were set up wasn't the perfect way to work with the emails, but that's because the emails came before the web. You know, like there's so many different ways I want to say like inputs and outputs both in any business ecosystem and in a garden that like I think that's part of like where all this came from right shanti is like just yes. noticing symbiosis in the world outside of us and how to work towards creating that not just within our own business because it's like there are a whole bunch of suns and there are a whole bunch of gardens but we're like all here trying to blossom and we want to help each other do that Yes.
0: And you know what's so beautiful about that metaphor of the weeds and connecting that to entrepreneurship and the gifts in it is that mm. the weed for sure was one was exhaustion, which is a gift, right? Like, hey, you're tired, like step back, relax. But in that moment, there was so much stress and adrenaline energy running. It was like, what are you talking about? Like because I was I was enraged because I felt so alone in it, not from you guys, but just alone in it. Um there's so much that I learned though, so many gifts. I bet you I never have to repeat anything like that again. But the biggest weed for me was the ultimate gift and, and why it really makes sense for what I mentioned early to connect the earlier to connect the dot of the meditations that you were sending me like you're like she needs this is that I noticed that I wasn't trusting the process mm. and the message that I kept getting over and over and over again from my wise self even throughout that journey of being exhausted and stressed and worried was I was told trust everything's going to be okay And of course, everything was okay. We generated more revenue in that one launch at a higher price point with more people, not just more revenue, more students than all three of our launches last year combined. So it was highly effective. It's just that I didn't enjoy the process, right? Uh Because I didn't allow myself to trust in the creative process of the seed's been planted. You've hired the best of the best. The mission is real. It's authentic and, and you love it. You're passionate, right? All that was so in alignment with the sun, But I kept digging up all the soil. Mm. Is it there? Is it there? there? You understand, Shanti, like that whole creative process where we're like, we plant the seed, but then we second guess or we let Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome come in, all these weeds to sabotage anything before it even had a chance to get going.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? We, this is our first summer on this land. The garden was way overgrown. Like we're basically kind of starting it from scratch. Yeah. So here's the thing about first-time gardens. <laughs> first year, the first year, the first launch, right, is never the most mm. abundant. Like, like I'll be happy if we've got a good tomato harvest. We, we should. Sure. Like, 100 tomato plants. 180. Um, seriously. <laughs> but my expectations are realistic in the sense that it takes time to build soil. Mm-hmm. Like... It takes time and love and learning and reflection and looking at your environment and seeing what weeds come up, dealing with those weeds, giving them back to the soil. Mm-hmm. And then with time, it gets better and better and better. Like our friend the other night was telling us about her grandparents' garden, Haydon, hey and she was mm-hmm. like, it's magical. They've mm-hmm. been on that land for like 30 years And giving back, always giving back. And so now, yeah, they go to plant a seed and it's like abundance Mm -hmm. on autopilot. But that did not happen with their first garden, with their first launch.
0: Thank you for saying that, because I think especially today in our sort of convenience on crack expectations, right? If I want it fast. And we know that's all sham marketing, but whatever, like to each their own and people find out the hard way or the easy way. And I just believe in leading with integrity always, but it's something that a lot of people don't want to hear. But yet at the same time, it's like three to five years is going to go by anyway. So right. maybe i start now and, mm-hmm. and build and grow the garden of your dreams. Right, because if not, five years are going to go by, and you're still living on, you know, processed foods, and uh-huh. um, who knows if we'll even have access to that? Gosh, in five years, like we don't really know what's coming. I so I love what you're doing, by the way. Can we just break down what a homestead is and where you live in the world? That's just first of all, we got to go. There <laughs> for a second. I don't well, even think I really know. I think of Little House in the Prairie. Is that what a homestead is? Mm?
1: Yeah, totally. Oh, and okay. we live in like the middle of nowhere, BC, in the Kootenays. There's hot springs around. It's gorgeous and very small population. Like I think in a in a 500 kilometer kind of radius, there's what maybe 4,000 people.
0: I love that. I personally find that awesome. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, we I love think, it you know? are yeah. well, already married I know Don's you know we're gonna find um, or men <laughs> planting seeds um, <laughs> planting seeds exactly
1: we uh, need homesteader uh, tinder yeah okay, exactly that's what we
2: need no aren't you on like farmers <laughs> <laughs> find me the the farmers. farmers.com So, but what a homestead is, and it's like we're moving towards creating a homestead, but it's not gonna be only a homestead. And like by we, I mean it's Chantel's house, but I live close by. But what it is is like where you can provide for yourself and your family with the land that you have, as well as like perhaps trading with community around you. And that doesn't mean that like we're gonna like not be part of like society or not be part of like shipping routes and that sort of thing. But the idea is is that eventually most of what you're going to eat and I mean even like in Shanti's place like they probably have enough trees to maybe like build a little home or something right but the idea is is that most of like you become in control of most of what and control being like actually the earth is in control but you have more of a say of where your food is coming from and like what's warming your home and that, that sort of a world. So it's how human beings have lived since agricultural times started and something that we've moved away from, which is totally fine. Like I think it takes all sorts, but uh, yeah, Shanti and I are both really into, and this is like how we actually became friends and ended up working together, but we're both really into whole foods and taking personal responsibility for our health and uh, well, everything really. And so that's really what homesteading is about. Yes. And when we say Whole Foods, we don't mean the the chain owned no. by
0: Amazon. Whole Foods. No, Although like... <laughs> I, I love me from shopping at Whole Foods though. Yeah. Me too.
1: Do you guys have an Air One up there? No, no we don't. <laughs> we don't even
2: have a Whole Foods. No, we don't even have
0: a safe We got to come visit you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, home Dawn home. had it her way. I figured out a place where we all go and homestead together, maybe in Costa Rica, like with my marketing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. Hey, I want to um, say something to you, um, Shanti, or ask you about, you talk about ditching neutrality. You're like, who likes playing crackers? Mm-hmm. Nobody, that's who. Um, can we talk about that and what it has to do with entrepreneurship? Oh gosh. Well, you build a business because you believe in something, right? And
1: you stand for something. And if you don't stand for something, you don't stand for anything. So it's really throwing out the, the need for everyone to approve.
0: Got it. Okay. I love that. Also, would you say that it dovetails into knowing your niche? Oh, absolutely. So can I tell you a funny story really quickly? Mm -hmm. Yeah. At this lunch, some of them might've been your clients or are, or friends Saturday for my friend, Marla Mattinson, who's been on the show twice. I saw that. I love her. Okay. She is everything to me. And she's actually become Mm -hmm. a super, super close friend. She is now full-time in Santa Barbara. So then you had seven of her friends that are, she considers her closest friends all fly in or drive up or whatever to celebrate her, epic 50th birthday celebration Mm -hmm. and every woman at that table besides myself was a multiple seven figure or multiple eight figure earner all conscious coaching spiritual entrepreneurship just beautiful just like the two of you just talk about companion planting right like it was incredible But we were talking about niches. And so at one, well, before we went there, everyone around the table at the very end of like a five and a half hour lunch. Huh. It was like, well, let's like just go around and kind of share what we do for work because none of us talked about work. There was no pitching, no selling, no like neediness. It was just contributing to a beautiful, dynamic, rich conversation. And so we each went around and <laughs> There was no way you could understand. It, it was all neutral. It was like I'm passionate about pleasure and really helping women step into the. And it was like all vague, right? And so as it all went around, I thought, okay, they have all built significant, massive empires that they're so proud of. And so I know it didn't start there. So knowing that I teach something that's very similar to what you teach is like ditch the neutrality. You've got to know your niche. I was like, what do you ladies think though of someone who's starting? You know. How important is knowing your niche and not being neutral? And they're like, oh, you can't even start without knowing it which was so awesome because I got all that validation from women who've been in this business for 10 years, 15 years. Like, right. I was the youngest in duration at the table and I had so much to learn from them, but it was such a validation of like, yeah, no matter what anyone says, you can't be everything to everyone. And that specifically is what I love about your quizzes is because you make sure that you bring high quality, you know, leads seeds to the garden of your dreams. Right. And I just, I just want everyone to know that, like, you've got to be able to speak to your ideal client, your ideal community in a way that they know that, that you get them. And that's what I wanted to just dovetail it back to is your quiz creation. Um, and what that has to do with entrepreneurship, because at the end of the day, if we want to build something that is long lasting, um, it has to start with something specific, right? Like mm-hmm. start with a tomato plant, a basil plant, not like a million different seeds. Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. like grow one and do it really well and then okay we can we can do some more and we can expand this garden
1: yeah well you know what happens if you plant (laughs) two different corn varieties side by side and they grow they cross pollinate and then if you were to collect seeds from those corn and plant them the next year it would just be like all tough and nasty so like what I mean by that is you know, if you're thinking like, oh, I'll help this person and this person and everyone, right? You're gonna get cross pollination. It's not it's it's gonna get messy and you're not gonna feel aligned with who you really wanna help, what you really wanna do.
0: It's so confusing and then it's hard for the messaging. So what comes for you and Don so naturally is the gift of copy. And magnetic messaging, really, and effective messaging. And you even talked about it, like persuasion copy that's high integrity and all the things. That is so not easy for most people. And in fact, almost every single entrepreneur that I know or uh, emerging expert says, I'm good at coaching. I feel like that's my zone of genius. I love creating programs or products. I love one-on-one coaching. I'm even comfortable putting myself out there on social. Gosh, dang it, to write an email, and this might be me too, or to write a post. It takes me like five hours. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you can share that helps us identify like the core messages on our heart without having to nitpick it because you have the ability to edit?
1: Well, I'm sure we both have advice for this. I'd love like, to
0: include you before we wrap. Yeah.
1: I think often you sit down to write something and your ego gets the better of you. Hmm. Like it becomes a me process, right? Like what do I have to say and it's worthwhile? Oh, so and so's already said this, been there, done that. Hmm. But if you can shift it from a me process to a a them process, like what do I want to share with this? person who i know if they could hear my message if i could get through to them if i could change their mind if i could shift their beliefs if i could Mm. get their buy-in and full commitment in my helping them what would i say to them Mm. and then channel it that way right so it's not about you at all Mm. and even if you can change one person's mind with those words, what else matters, right? Like, oh, someone thought you were right. too enthusiastic or sound <sighs> like everybody, like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We give our haters way too much power over us.
0: Shanti, you don't have haters.
1: <laughs> and you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't mean, know. Yeah, I don't pay, I'm I don't pay too fright. much attention.
0: But like, isn't that so nice? Like, don't you guys also notice And Don, you're not getting out of that answer? Um, I'm gonna circle back in a sec, but um, I do notice there are some fairly big entrepreneurs and thought leaders and authors that I do follow. And these ones that I'm thinking of are female, and they just get annihilated in social. It seems mm-hmm. like every three to six months, and I think you even know who I'm talking about, a few of them, and it's always the same issue, it's a chronic problem. And I'm like, there's something that I wish I could talk to them about, which is what's going on with her mm. that she's actually attracting this. What hasn't she cleaned mm. up in her garden, so to speak, right? Mm. That she's got some top soil that she hasn't worked out yet. She hasn't done the inner development to go through the rage or to go through mm. blind spots to see why her garden gets hit every year with a storm that almost takes her down. Right. That threatens Mm -hmm. her entire future. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but I also think that like that stuff isn't energetic. Like I am very blessed. I don't get that. Granted I'm not at their level and every new level, new devil, so to speak. But I also think that when we're in this unbelievable alignment with the true North of why we're here. Right. I just think that when we operate from that place and we love from that place, And we nurture from that place. It's responded to in kind.
1: Yeah. And that's like brings the sun piece of the ecosystem back to center because I think we've all heard it before that building a business is the most powerful form of personal development. Like it just speeds up your trajectory of growth and healing like nothing else because Hmm. it's so triggering and it's so confronting And there's so many fears and and small voices that come up and try to stop you. It's so yeah, like that's the work really.
0: Dance with uncertainty. And it's incredible when you can flow with it and it's excruciating when you try to control it. Hmm. And that's what I was doing in that PA launch. But Hmm. Don, before we wrap, I, I really would love to hear your thoughts because you just seem to make it so easy, right?
2: Yeah. So I'm going to start with like, we might make it seem easy, but we also like, like Shanti and I are constantly like reading on psychology. We both studied with copy hackers and Mm -hmm. I'm not, an affiliate. They don't have affiliates, but like a hundred percent. Like, if you want to learn how to speak better, like, go to CopyHackers.com. Copy School is incredible. Like, every time I need to learn how to do something, I just go into it, and it's a constant process of learning. But I want to speak a little bit about what you were talking about, niching, and also not just niching, but like being polarizing, and mm-hmm. and really like. Yeah, doing that personal work that you need to do so that you can feel confident sharing something that you're truly passionate about and that you can like stay solid and rooted in yourself if you do get some haters. Instead of changing, which is, I think, I don't know, like uh, a couple people that we have worked with, when they get like uh, like called out, they backtrack. And that I believe 100% in like, Um, undoing the learning that you have already done and like coming to understand where people are coming from, recognizing your privilege and also like doing your best to privilege everyone around you. I think privilege is like a bad word right now, but I mean it more in like a a loving word in that case, but being really cool with the idea that you are not for some people and you can try and write an email (laughs) that goes so that everyone gets it like then nobody's gonna get it right so yeah it's
0: It's like focusing on like let's say you have a list of 10,000 and let's say you wrote an email that you like really put your heart and soul into Mm -hmm. and you saw that like 12 people unsubscribe it's like focusing on that instead of the 30% open rate and click-through rate right like Mm -hmm. these are metrics that matter behind the scenes that you guys taught me about but it's like right or instead of How about that beautiful therapeutic or cathartic process that you went through to create that copy, to give that gift, right? Mm -hmm. That's a privilege too to get Mm -hmm. to honor that and to share that with, with your community. And if a few don't resonate,
2: it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that are the gifts. Yeah, I actually want to go a little bit further to say, like, if you know who you're speaking to, then it's a lot easier to speak to them. And like, that's one of the reasons quizzes are such a hack for lead generation, because you really do learn a lot about your audience through them. But you can also like not try and talk to all 10,000 people at once. So if you know there's something that's appropriate and transformative and wonderful for some of your seeds, like we don't put the same fertilizer on tomatoes that we put on house plants because like you could burn the roots of one of them with something that the other one's just like greedily like thirsting Mm -hmm. for more of. That's such a good point. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But Yeah. I think like, I also think the other thing is like what Shanti said is that people just question their copy capabilities all of the time. And actually I know a lot of entrepreneurs who are pretty great. So a lot of like, cause we do a lot of coaching and actually Michelle, I was like sort of doing a bit of coaching with you. And that's like kind of what made me realize, Oh, actually some of what we do in our business is coach entrepreneurs so that they can stand more strongly in themselves. I think a lot of the time it's not like, cause your emails, are great woman. Like I get them and they're great. It's it's not like well they're really good. I so it's like I want an Oscar like yeah, great. Well, yeah, totally. Shanti, I owe this to Dawn. Like, I'm we'll about them. <laughs> we have a badge. We could make you Shanti Zach approved. Um oh, yes, <laughs> I would love that. And, and you, I, and I could never would. honor that. Yeah. But when you question whether or not your emails are good, you might not ever send them. And then an email that you never send is not going to change anybody's life. It's like saying, I don't have
0: a green thumb. I'm not even going to plant a garden. So what's the point of even planting one? seed. Totally. Right. right. And so like, I don't, I don't know, like what would people think? I don't want to put myself out there, even though I feel like I'm being nudged into this, I'm being called into something more. I don't know exactly what it is, but, or you might even know exactly what it is and you just Mm -hmm. don't do it because of all the fear. So those are the weeds that are gifts for you to just kind of look at, you know, the gift of the biggest percentage of what it takes to nurture and grow the vision is the sun, and you got 80% of it right here and right now. Right. Yeah. I'm reading this metaphor. Are you guys going to do a podcast on this?
1: Oh yeah,
0: we're going to talk about this at length. We yeah. didn't even go into the other aspects. Mm-hmm. So I will tune in, and if you guys want, like a like a warm up, and come back on this show and like practice some stuff, we can work that out too before your podcast launch. Because I think you guys are going to be in, in getting a podcast going this year, um, yeah, which is super exciting. Yeah. Um, but I love this whole metaphor because we can relate to it if we get out of our head, right? And we just like tune back into what's real what can I be present to? And there's nothing like if anyone's had the experience of gardening or nurturing a beautiful orchid that shampoo might've sent to me as a, as a launch gift that I still have and named her and I sing to her and play her music. And it's been like, what, three months and she's thriving and blooming. And, and so it's like, but you know, even that, like just in allowing ourselves to be a part of that beautiful process, it gets you so present. Mm. And that for me is the ultimate name of the game for building an online business. Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, I ask everyone at the end of this, which by the way, as of my last interview, I'm feeling like um, it might be the wrong question, which is hilarious. And I just say that out loud because I'm so honest on the show, but I've been asking all my guests for over a year and a half. Like, how would you describe an awakened soul? Mm. But my last guest who is the CEO and founder of Vibra vision, just like Mm. taking the world on and helping them see, but not see so incredible what they're doing. Um, he's like well the soul is awake you mean like what does it mean to be an awakened human and I was like good point so I think I'm changing that how about how would you describe what it means to be awake
2: Hmm.
0: and I'll start with you uh, Shanti
1: oh my gosh that (laughs) is a hard question okay
2: well the question's easy you mean the answer (laughs) the answer the answer Okay, I'm going to answer. I'm just going to okay. jump in. That's you the, you that's answer. I need to like meditate on this. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Me too, probably. But um, so I used to work in restaurants and there was this idea of fresh eyes, meaning you could just like look out over it and like see what was working and what wasn't working. And look, that person dropped her fork. And I can tell that guy doesn't like the way the steak feels or excuse me, is like cooked or whatever. And so for me to be an awakened human is having the ability to every day look out with fresh eyes. Yeah, not be... Tethered by too many of your past experiences and little or large traumas, but be able to be full hearted and present in every moment.
0: God, I'm loving this question for the end of my podcast. Now, I love that Shanti's mm-hmm. not a competition. <laughs> your I don't. I can't.
1: I can't beat that. That was a beautiful response. And mm-hmm. to just piggyback on that, yeah, I think just. Those moments of presence when yes. you know, if you can open your eyes and witness the miracles all around you, like mm-hmm. in any given moment, mm-hmm. that feeling is is being awake. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we could go deeper down that rabbit hole. But yeah, looking at my little like baby mm-hmm. and thinking, like, ah, what how does my body create this? Like there's this perfect (laughs) blueprint that like, we don't even understand 2% of how a brain functions or like how the spirit is interconnected to everything else. That's
0: magical. Mm -hmm. It's magical. And having the two of you on has been magical. I said it at the top that like you really have just become two of my favorite souls. And I know that this is the beginning of a lot of magic Mm -hmm. that we will co-create as companion plants in the garden of life. There's so much more to come. And uh, where's the best place to connect with you if I'm going to share our quiz, the one that you created for us, for people to, um, to be able to discern what their podcast potential is, which has just been so fun and so popular for our, for our um, community. But where's the best place to um, connect?
1: Well, if you want to find out what quiz you should create, you can take the most meta quiz on the internet, which is at shantyzack.com forward slash quiz. Okay. Mm-hmm. That will put you into, into our world.
0: in the best emails ever. Yeah. Aww. The only then, that I actually enjoy reading when you are doing them. I know you got a baby. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, and like, it's like a ritual. Looking forward to reading what you share, or maybe Don helps you write it. I don't know, but like, so good. Don, yeah. what about you? Where's the best place to connect?
2: I mean, I you could follow me on instagram i guess i have a website (laughs) i'm not really on instagram (laughs) i have a website and it says i'm not taking on new clients right now i did write an email to my list last week though yeah follow chantelle on uh instagram too we're definitely going to be posting more photos of the garden and like our pizza party maybe and
1: we'll have to make like a special instagram for our eventual podcast
0: Oh heck yeah! Which I think like the runway, right? For for the screen, like Mm we we need lots of photos of this garden. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. And then for Halloween, I'm fully anticipating you to be tomato, a basil. (laughs) I will as your buffalo mozzarella, and it will be the balsamic. Ladies, thank you for your time. (laughs) So enjoyed this conversation. You've been such a gift. Mm, Thank you, Michelle.